Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Firmamental Podcast. I am your host, Raul, along with my co-host and brother, Alex. We have a special guest with us from Europe, actually the Southern Netherlands. We'll get into introducing our guest here in a moment. He's a very interesting character and an awesome guy that I've been talking to for a while now. So we're glad to introduce him to the Firmamentalist, and he is also a fellow podcaster and entrepreneur. So I look forward to introducing our guest here in a moment. Before, But before we do that, I'm going to let Alex go ahead and say hello. Hey, everybody. I am very excited to meet Rob because my family, I was telling him uh, before we started recording that my family's all from the Netherlands originally. So it's like I get to meet one of my people. So pumped to have him here. Right on. And uh, just remember, the shop is up and running on the firmamentalpodcast.com. Go check us out. Go buy some stuff. I've already been having people sending me pictures of coffee mugs and hoodies and t-shirts. I haven't received mine yet, so it looks like mine's going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm going to be getting my package here in a couple of days, so I look forward to that. But man, the stuff looks great. Um, I posted a picture of one of the hoodies, uh, Snake Turban Head, one of the big firmamentalists out there rocking one of the hoodies, and he said it's high-quality fabric and print, so it's something that's going to last you guys a long time. So go support that. Go check us out on Instagram, Firmamental5. Go support us there. Uh, check out the crazy posts that we put up. And uh, yeah, let's just get into tonight with tonight's guest. We have Rob Nolkin from the Southern Netherlands. This gentleman is an entrepreneur. He is a business and life coach. He is a punk rock musician, guitarist, lead singer, actor, um, martial artist, man. He's just an all around interesting dude. And I've been chopping it up with him for a while now via WhatsApp and uh, me and him chop it up all the time. So with no further ado, Say what's up to the Firmamentalist, Rob. Hey, how are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? This is Rob from the Netherlands. I'm uh, very excited. I'm uh, honored to be on this podcast, uh, especially when I uh, see every name that went before me. Uh, it's very, Yeah, just like I said, I'm very excited about that. Um, uh, well, without further ado, I will... Uh, uh, introduce myself a little bit so the listeners will uh, will have a good uh, uh, point of view of me. I'm uh, I'm Rob and uh, I'm 50 winters young, and um, I was doing a lot of things that uh, that harmed me in the, in the past. Um, and uh, I, I want to dig a little bit into that. Uh, I, I was doing basically a lot of drinking and uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, as they call it. And uh, I, I thought to myself, you know. Uh, I can do everything, you know, and um, but then in 2015, uh, life almost took a toll on me. Um, my girlfriend at that time, she went to uh, uh, to work and she came home and she had a little bit of uh, uh, stomach pain. And the day after, I went to work and I had some stomach pain also. And um, I was thinking, you know, okay, she was sick, so probably I got the same virus or whatever thing or whatever that was in me and uh so I went uh, to my work and about 11 o'clock i was calling my manager i said hey man i got this stomach pain and uh, some cramps and stuff like that and it doesn't feel right so if this continues uh probably i will go home and he said hey that, that's no problem man if you're sick you're sick that's that should be no problem um about twelve o'clock, I rang him and I said, "Man, it's it's really hard to uh, to to uh, even breathe." So I go home. Um, so I went home, and 
Well, about a few hours later, my girlfriend came in and she saw me lying down in the bed in, in this fetus uh, position. She said, well, what's up with you? I said, I got some really big cramps and stuff like that in my stomach. Okay, maybe you should check it out tomorrow and I go to the doctor. And something that, <laughs> that that's not in my vocabulary is doctor, you know. Um, so what I did was, it was on Friday. So uh, I said, okay, I go to the doctor and uh, they checked me out and uh, I did some tests. Um, some blood tests and urine tests and stuff like that. And uh, eventually uh, she called me up. Oh, well, I was probably just home, like half an hour, an hour maybe maximum. And she told me, go directly to the hospital. There's something really bad going on. And uh, so I did. And uh, I ran my girlfriend. She said, I go to the hospital and, uh, you know, check it out. And uh, probably I will be at the we'll be home in a few seconds and she said no 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 i'll go with you and uh so we went to the hospital and he did some checkups and they um uh they figure out that i had a diverticulosa uh diverticles i think it's called in diverticulitis ah exactly so um what i basically had was an inflammation and a perforation of my intestines and uh so really shit was going on uh, so I had to stay in the hospital. I stayed there for a week. Uh, I recovered, went back home, and uh, started uh, partying and doing stuff like that again. <laughs> so um, a little bit uh, forward, a few years forward, in 2018, in uh, August it was, I had again this uh, inflammation and perforation of my intestines and uh, went to the hospital again for one week. They sent me back home, um, and then uh, after a week, I was uh, struggling with the same shit. <laughs> so I went again with the, to the to the hospital by myself. So I wrapped up my my laptop and my stuff uh, to get in the car. I was driving to Germany because my hospital was in Germany, and uh, I was passing out for about two or three times. Maybe it was uh, almost on on the highway. I was doing two hundred kilometers an hour just to get to the hospital as soon as possible. And I, I felt like the life was draining out of me, and I, just my conscience went went off. And just on the moment that I thought, "What, what the hell are you doing?" You know, you're driving because somebody, something told me that I was still doing some things. Right? I, I woke up and I just, I just went to the hospital. Um, and they figured out after three times inflammation and perforation, you can't go, you can't live with this. You know, it's, it's. Killed you almost three times because basically uh, your poo is going inside of your body and it's going to poison yourself. When I wasn't in 2015, I think it was, the first time in the hospital, I wouldn't survive the night 100%. So there, I had to get shit done, as I would say now. Uh, so I went to the hospital and I had to stay there for a few weeks. Prepare myself uh, for for the surgery. Emergency surgery. They, they they couldn't do it because there was too much going on into my stomach. Uh, and well, then you got some time to think about life. You got some time to think about all the things that you do. Um, yeah, I was drinking like well every day was a party, you know. And I was doing uh, 
drugs, not, not always like the, the hard drugs, but we, we like to smoke some pot here. So, so we, we're called pot hats here in the Netherlands. <laughs> that, yeah, I was, They're I called was that thinking, over here too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice to meet you. Shout out Cheech <laughs> and Chong. And for those of you yeah, guys yeah. that don't know, shout, for those of you guys that don't know, it's crazy, bro, because Rob kind of looks like your boy Raul. And he's over yeah. there in the Netherlands. I'm over here in New Mexico, but uh, we kind of look like we could be brothers. <laughs> you know what? But bro, hey, man, so, like so you got, <laughs> bro, yeah, exactly. He's older than me. Yeah, man. So I, I, I'm actually uh, a medic and I know what she had going on and it's very serious. And basically your body was septic and you're, you're, you know, you can literally have hallucinations. I can't imagine the, the, the level of pain you're going through is probably a 10 out of 10 on the scale. So uh, just continue on with your story. But yeah, man, you're playing with life and death there, brother. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think it was end of November. I'm not good into dates because time is something that, uh, as I told you before, uh, just before the podcast, something that I don't want to relate with. Some kind of uh, stupid dimension for me. But I had some really um, long time to think about what I was doing and how to do it differently if i would survive all the shit and uh fortunately i survived uh i got the surgery and um what they basically do and um they took out 35 centimeters of my intestines and then you have to do everything that you learned like going to the toilet you have to do it again right you, you have to learn how to poo and stuff like that because something yeah was taken out um, so they were checking on me every time and I had this, this pump with, with, uh, morphine just to, to still the pain and stuff like that. But the first day after the surgery, you got to go out of bed and you got to walk. And I was telling them every single day for five days, I got some really bad pain. So when I went to bed and I was just struggling to get a walk of maybe 25, 50 meters, you know, along the hall, wall, hallway and go back. Um, I was, I was putting a morphine into my body just to get a rest. And, uh, then one day on Friday, it was, it was, I was on Monday, I was, uh, having this surgery. And on Friday, they, uh, the brother came, one of these guys and he said, y you mentioned this pain all the time. And somehow something sh we, we should check out if everything is all right. So he made a echo two times, one deep echo and one, uh, uh, on the surface and he couldn't see anything well that 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 that, that would basically be broken or stuff like that so he checked out my medical file and he said are you coming from the netherlands yeah um you're 185 right so one, one meter 80 85 uh, so yeah he said oh man you got two less medication for this uh for shit that you're going through so he said, maybe I can make you very happy with this kind of little red pill. And I was looking at the package on the backside and it said morphine. So, oh, more morphine will be all right. Um, but that time being, it was, uh, I, I could um, recover myself and I was, well, I was basically as Brian Mecca always uh, also told on the, uh, on the podcast before, um, I, was, I was digging into some breath uh how to breathe you know everybody's breathing but how do you breathe and i was digging into this guy wim hoff as he mentioned also um and so i started to do that in the hospital just to lie down and to think what is my body doing how can i 
how can I dig deeper into my own system to heal myself? And uh, I, I'm, I'm quite an HDHD uh, guy, so uh, please stop me when I'm talking too much about several objects. But um, I felt this inner peace when I started to, to meditate and to do breath work. Because normally uh, thoughts are running through my mind like crazy. But in the beginning, I couldn't close my eyes for a long time. But now I can because I, 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 uh, I developed that somehow. But anyways, um, yeah, so I got 35 centimeters of my intestines taken out in 2018. And this guy was thinking, okay, in January or February, it will be really okay to work again. And uh, I was doing sales for a uh, multinational, working on sales for 25 years, mainly in German-speaking uh, German languages, uh, markets. Um, so in February, I was taking the job again. And um, when I came back at the office, um, one of the uh, the girls from the from the back office um, she had a problem with a new manager. I didn't know about this guy, but she was having struggles with him, and she was basically sent home. So uh, uh, there was much more to do for me then, also back office and sales and all the stuff. And eventually, that's. Uh, uh, <laughs> A year after the operation, like uh, March 2019, maybe you know that date, uh, I was having a burnout. And it was on a Friday that I was driving with my girlfriend at that, time, at that time. And she was talking about making beds. And uh, I said, hey, that's really cool, you know, with some, some pallets and stuff like that. I don't know how it's called. Yeah, you just like the Euro pallet and take it apart and make a bed out of it. And we were just having this conversation, and she said, "Yeah, I would do that with tie wraps." And I was, it's something snapped inside of me, and I said, I, "You, you shouldn't. You, you, you got to screw that. You know, you, you don't do that with tie wraps." <laughs> After I told her that, I said to her, "I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm not me now. So, something took over for me." And she said, when I look in your eyes, they are just like, I have really twinkling eyes because I love life and everything in it. But they were just like foggy and stuff like that. And she said, wow, wow something is going on, man. And so we went home and she was digging in some stuff into internet. And she said, have you, have you ever thought about a burnout? And she was mentioned 10 things. And I was skipping there one by one, just like, you check in the box, you check in the box. So I was dealing with this burnout, but now the crazy stuff comes. So a year before, so, so the, the, uh, the year going to the burnout, there was a lot of going on into the world. There was the yellow vest here in Europe who were demonstrating against the, uh, the government. Uh, there, there was basically a lot of stuff going on. And we were telling each other, what is their plan to, to shut everything off? And so it was March 2019. When I was doing on Friday, I was really happy that I was having a burnout because then I knew why I was I was being so not me <laughs> somehow. And on Saturday, she ranked me and she said, Rob, what do you want? And I told her, I just want everybody to shut the Oh, you know, 
Just basically shut the fuck off. Everyone, everything. A few hours later, she called me and she said, be really careful what you wish for. Because I was living upside in the bar in our town. And she said, everybody's going to leave at six o'clock because we have a lockdown. <laughs> so I was telling them on Saturday, everybody should really, everything should stop. And well, as probably everybody knows, all the listeners, the world stopped at that time. And maybe it was me, but I don't think so, but it was a crazy time, man. So that was basically a little bit of my story, how, uh, um, how I have to deal with myself and how I have to dig into myself for who the hell are you? What do you want? And, uh, yeah, so, so that's, uh, a little story about me, how, uh, yeah, how, uh, how my life path went. Okay. So, so this is a segue into, to this new pathway that you, that you're going on and that you're, you're coming up to modern times. So this was, a uh, a fork in the road, right? And you had a choice to make and you had to come to some realizations in your life and you had to find who you really were. And obviously now, you know, you have a lot of cool things going on in your life and a, and a lot of awesome passions and you, you have this love and fervor for life. So how did you find that? And where did you get to the point that you are now? And obviously, you know, we've connected through the, the truth seeking community and kind of like flat earth and all these other things that, that yourself and, and, and myself have talked about. Um, let us know what was the transition? What was it that sparked the transition and, and how was the transition? How long did it take to get to where you're at now? And, and what are some of these revelations that you've had in recent times? Well, I was always a curious kid. <laughs> so I was always asking questions about questions and about answers, just like, why is that then? And uh, I was always interested in uh, in history. And uh, well, back in the days, we didn't have that much TV programs going on. Uh, and then all of a sudden, discovery started. And uh, you could dig into some of the stuff that you really liked, if it's going to be animals or you're going to be uh, ancient history and stuff like that. And I was really, uh, yeah, really digging into that. And today, I... I, I uh, took the book out of my uh, uh, bookshelf. It was the first book I got from an aunt of me, and it was from Eric von Däniken. Chariots uh, mm -hmm. of, the, uh, of, the, of the World, something like that. It's called Chariots of the Gods. Chariots of the Gods, exactly. So that was one of the first books I, I digged in when it was, well, probably, as Alex asked me before, around 1415 I was at that time. And it really intrigued me. It always intrigued me. Stuff that I didn't realize or just wanted to know more about you know everybody knows the pyramids just like who 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 made them and how can we say that people are for 100 years 200 years were, were not that developed and look at what they did you know look at what they made and we still have questions about it how did they do it and that always intrigued me and um i knew that for the last couple of months where, where I was working uh, at my job as a salesman, I wasn't listening to music anymore, but I was digging into podcasts and on YouTube, stuff that really interested me because I was driving along long hours on the highway. Um, and I digged into this guy, Jim Mars, and I think it's a double R or a double S on the end. 
And this guy was uh, looking into stuff like 9-11. Um, he was writing some really, really cool books about uh, secret conspiracies and stuff like that. And uh, I just it just sucked me in, man. And um, sometimes I had an answer. And sometimes I was just thinking, okay, it could be. It, it could be, but I don't know yet. And just to be honest, everybody has his own truth, right? So, um, but because I was in the hospital, I had two things for myself that I wanted to do if I wake up after the surgery, because that, I, I didn't knew that before. So I started, first of all, to, to write down my own memoirs. <laughs> because I'm not famous, I can't say to someone, hey, I need the bio a biography, so, so start writing, you know. So I was doing that by myself. No, who am I? And then stories pop up in your head. And the other thing was I, was, I could really dig into the stuff that I really liked, and there was not an alarm clock going on and go to work and do the basic stuff mm -hmm. that, that that's... Uh, yeah, so, so that, that's what started my journey. And I think it started in, well, I think, I think 2014, 15, I was interested in that, top, in, in that kind of topics. Uh, at that time, as, as a lot of guests spoke before, uh, there was a lot of things to find on YouTube uh, before the censorship. So I was, uh, I was just digging that in and, basically thought, okay, this could be possible. And then another topic came, it was a little bit related. So I was connecting the dots for myself to make my own truth, like say. And then uh, some crazy stuff we talked about also, uh, Raul, was uh, I never ever thought as a metalhead, as a I call myself a rock and roll skin hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I love rock and roll. I, I love uh, the oi punk stuff. And uh, basically, I'm just a pothead. So I'm, I'm just a hippie, you know? So a uh, rock and roll skin hippie. Um, I was digging more into, uh, uh, yeah, things that, that really relate to me. What, 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 make, what makes us humans human? And uh, what history is there for mankind and what do they tell and what's the truth behind it? Because also all the topics that we talk about right now, uh, it could be possible that it's truth, but every individual has his own truth. And um, the funny thing is that uh, especially if you talk to, uh, to other people, they have their own truth and that's okay. Somehow the people I can relate to right now more are people who not saying this is the truth, but can also, if you have a conversation with them and a, a special dialogue, they could say after a while, hey, I was wrong about this and that. Let me think and let me dig a little bit more deeper in what you said so they can basically uh, maybe change their truth. and. The things that I really uh, was astonished about was that a lot of people where I have some conversations with, no matter what, they are stuck with their own opinion, with their own truth. They couldn't see to the left, to the right, or to the middle, you know, the mm -hmm. truth. And 
um, yeah, well, well, about three months ago, I started to listen to podcasts, uh, uh, well, more at that time, but more digging into the flat earth uh, type of stuff. And I was looking at uh, uh, at, at Spotify and I was uh, seeing flat earth files. Well, okay, give it a try, you know, and then thumbs up for this great community where I'm in right now with people that inspire me and that motivate me throughout uh, the things that I'm doing and um, getting all the knowledge and the wisdom that they have. George Hobbs, big thumbs up for this guy. I was listening to podcast number one, and before I knew it, I was at 105. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I reached out to Raul when I heard his podcast, and uh, we started to uh, to text each other and uh, uh, getting to know each other. And it, it feels like a brother from another mother, you know. <laughs> Especially when you see each other, that it's just like it's crazy, man. <laughs> looking at you, looking you look like me, and I'm looking like you. That's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, and I, I I think we really hit it off too because uh, I may not have played the same style of music as you, but you know we both have that history of being in the music scene, and you know uh, experimenting with drugs, obviously drinking a shit ton, and you know womanizing, and and at the time you think it's the pinnacle of life, and you think that you know like how can things ever get any better, and like you know, you think you're being fulfilled by those things, but then as we grow and we get older and like yourself, you know, I've almost experienced, I'm not going to say like near death experience, but I think I've, I've definitely like played with death. You know what I mean? I've danced with death and I've been in situations where it could have, that could have been a serious outcome of some of the choices I was making. So I like you, you know, had to come to some uh, revelations in my life to find, to get me to the point where I'm at now. And I think that's just us with the human experience is how do you respond to these situations? And I've seen it in my own personal friendships. I've seen those who have used bad situations and turned them into blessings. And I've seen other people that have let those bad situations completely consume them and, and they become victims of that circumstance. And they don't know, they, they, they get themselves in this wallow, in this pit, and they can't get out. And then they're just, they get comfortable there. It's almost like they get comfortable in the suffering. And I think guys like you and myself, we have these revelations. For me, it was obviously my faith in God and the Lord and, and, and drawing closer to him. But also finding out these things, you know, I, I want to know the truth. I want to know what is behind these experiences that I'm having. Because I mean, I've had strange things happen to me, paranormal things you know, and I was asking the creator at, at one time it was just a very generic prayer, like God, the God, the one true God, I'm talking to you right now, reveal yourself to me. I want to know you show yourself to me, show me what these things are. I want to understand because I can't explain this from what I've been told, what I've been taught in my human experience through school or through my elders or through other people. But I know these things are real because I'm seeing them. So show me. And, you know, it might not have happened instantaneously and not saying it can't, I, you can be, I guess, have instantaneous downloads, but for me, it's been this journey, right? So, and, and that's what, that's what, uh, you know, uh, flat earth has done for me is it's, it's made sense to a lot of the other things that I, I couldn't make sense of. And then when you get the realization of like the level of control that has been exacerbated over us and, 
the experiences that we've had and what we've been taught in school doesn't necessarily line up with what's actually going on. Like we are living in a very controlled environment. We are very manipulated by technology, by our school systems, by our governments, by propaganda, you know? So it's like, that's what this has done to me is it's brought this truth to the situation. And a lot of people like that, I don't want to hear it. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Well, you've been lied to your whole life. It should matter, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's some kind of, um, when I had this time, I was really alone and, 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 uh, lying there in the bed and waiting for the surgery and just being completely alone. And, uh, my girlfriend last told me that, uh, words are spells, right? A lot of words and spells. And she said, alone, if you cut it in two, it's all one. And that blew my, that blew my mind, but I, I was alone. So I was talking basically to myself at that time. I wasn't digging into Christianity about the thing. I, I'm, I'm raised Catholic, but I didn't do anything with the church and stuff like that. Um, but I had some experiences uh, also after when I went to the hospital um, <laughs> that showed me somehow, just wake the fuck up, Neo. Something is going on. And when I started my journey about um, digging more into the truth, I felt like this scene where Neo is connected with this machine and then yeah. he has these downloads, you know, just like, whoa. Now I know yeah. a lot more about this. And I I I can't look to a series, to TV anymore, because it's so much BS. It's it's um everybody needs breath in this place <laughs> sometimes, but I, I would pick up my guitar and, and make a tune and uh, stuff like that. I, I yeah. One of the stories that uh, uh, that I have only well, I, I got several on on I got several, but one of them is is, is following. We were doing a dropping at our place in the uh, in the Netherlands, and what they do is they they uh, when the children have a big vacation, like six weeks, uh, the last two weeks or something like that, they uh, they organize uh, plays and they they do stuff uh, f for them, you know just walking stuff like that <clears throat> so together with a friend of mine um we should uh connect with the first group that was doing a dropping so they were dropping um near the woods and we were staying near the woods and we were looking uh in front of us and we could see about well 25 30 kilometers away um and we saw really green, yellow sky with lightning going off like, what the hell is coming towards us, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we called the organization and we said, hey, you got to, you got to, uh, uh, you got to stop with this because something is really terrible is coming our way. No, no, don't worry. It shouldn't be all right. It should be all right and stuff like that. So... Then all of a sudden, just before the little group came, there were the first uh, uh, guys and girls, which were 
I think like six or seven years old, so really small children. When they came, it was completely silence. So I said to my friend, this is calm before the storm, right? And then we heard this, this noise like a freight train running next to you. You saw yeah. trees, oak trees that went down to the ground. And these children were just came from the forest and we had to pick them up, right? And so we're trying to get our cell phone out and reach the organization. Like there's something really going on here. You have to help us. No connection. I mean, there were so many magnetic fields going ab above our head. And so we started running with the children, my friend in front and me on the back, so nobody leaving behind, into the forest, going to the next place. That would be probably two, three, four, I don't know, but a few kilometers away. There was a, a horse ranch, something like that, where, where there was a basically a point where the organization was. <laughs> but when we walked into the forest or run into the forest, um, trees were getting down. Uh, lightning was really just like one meter, two meters in front of us, hitting the ground and stuff like that. And we just like, what? Uh, get out of the woods. So we went out of the woods and we were sitting down on this, uh, on this greenery just next to the woods. And we said to the children, uh, dig down, get on your, uh, get on your heels. I think it is, you know, that you're uh, yeah. sitting on heels. And he was sitting in a perfect circle. And we two guys, we were just like, I was in my 30s, I think it was. And he, he was a little bit younger than me. Just like, okay, what the hell are we going to do now? And then uh, I said, probably if we go straight on and then to the right, we, we would see eventually the, 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 uh, the building that we have to go to. But it was wind in. So Im imagine the, the, the oak trees were almost getting 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 pushed to the ground and some of them were already snapped and we had to run into that with children like six or seven years old. Wow. And I knew that one time I was looking up and I saw this sky like marmor, green, yellow with lightning. I think it's it's called marmor, the 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 stone, right? Marble. Yeah. Marble, exactly. So I was looking up and I said to whatever there was, because I wasn't noticing what there was. It's like, I, I don't know if you want to get me today, but please don't. I want to save these children first. We ran into a car after a few, I think, I don't know, time, half an hour with these children in, in the storm. We ran into a car and we stopped them and we said, we, we need help. And they rolled up their windows and they went away. And we were so frustrated about that. Just like, you see, we have seven, eight children with us in this bloody storm. What the hell are you doing? Eventually, a few minutes, few, we'll say half an hour later, we went to this uh, horse ranch and everybody was frightened. I mean, parents were there, children were screaming, all the stuff that you, you well, it was basically a, a bloody storm, right? And me and my friend, we were just like, what the hell, you know? And uh, because they didn't listen to us. I mean, we were grown-ups, you know, we, we can, we can, uh, we can see a situation that's going to be really problem 
problematic. Um, so we went in the car, we went back to where we live, like five, six kilometers away. And all these trees were just snapped, just like, 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 like matches, you know, and just, whoa, did we ran into this shit. Yeah, man. And I know that when I was home, uh, I had to work the next day. And I went home, went to sleep. And when I closed my eyes, I saw these flashes, flashes, flashes from all the stuff that, that you know, basically was surrounded around us, the lightning and, and the storm and stuff like that. I went to work the next day. And my friend, he had a day off or something like that. He was uh, asked by the mayor and by the fire uh, corporation, fire department, to come there. And he was uh, uh, presented as a hero. Me too, but oh, only by name, but that's okay. I mean, uh, yeah, that was one of the crazy stories when I first, uh, I think, encountered God and talked to him in a way that I never knew. And uh, as I talked to you before, Raul, I, I love rock and roll, man. I, it was going to be Elvis, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses, all that stuff. I love it. I really love it. I never knew until the day a few weeks ago when everybody is talking about the firmament and uh, about the Bible related because flat earth, the heliocentric system and the geocentric system. I bought a Bible. And if I said that recently was this? Well, I think three weeks ago. Oh wow! So I do want to I do want to ask you though, and Alex, feel free to jump in too if you have any questions about that. But I did want to ask you about that. So that 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 storm that you were caught in with these children, do you think that was paranormal or was it some kind of like like natural magnetic storm? Either way, it's this cataclysmic type of event that can. I mean, if lightning is going off around you at any moment, you guys can get struck and be fried instantaneously, right? But God spared you. I, and not only that, man, you go back and look how many times God has spared you. You realize that it's been more than once, you know? So now you're getting to this point in your life now. And then obviously the flat earth. And that's the thing that's amazing about flat earth. I think the flat earth is getting people to go pick up their Bibles. Oh, yeah. You know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's what was in Catholics. You know, Catholics, are, they're good about, you know, ritualistic prayer and saying these chants and, you know, praying to saints and, and maybe, you know, having a daily devo devotional, but I don't know how often they're really getting into the actual word, right? But think about it. That was what the Protestant movement was all about. It was protesting the fact that the clergy wanted to be the only ones to have access to the word, and they didn't want to share it with the people. And the Protestant movement was all about, no, the word is for everyone, not just the clergymen, right? Hmm. And those are the things that you learn when you actually study real history. They don't, you know, really get into this stuff at school. No, 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 no. Well, think about that. Think about that, that they're going to teach you something. <laughs> Imagine that, that, that we live, that, we, that you wake up tomorrow and, and, and people know about life and lift life instead of being lift. I think um, uh, th there are some, I, I think somebody woke me up. You know, and, and it, 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 the first time when I went uh, to the hospital in, in 2015 with this uh, inflammation and, and paraphrase of my intestines, it was somebody telling me just wake 
the hell up because you can't live life any longer like this. Well, I, I think I think that, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but I think in a lot of situations, dire circumstances, it's God finds a way to get you to spend some alone time with Him. Oh all yeah, God, all one with God, right? Oh, so, I mean, I've had that. I had that. I had that happen too. And I think you've heard my story. I don't know if you listen to the Truth Debate podcast, and I think I've talked about it on our show as well, where. I had an uncle that sent me to the mountains in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico by myself. And that's where I refound myself, but I had to be alone to do it, you know, because that's when the God gets you by himself and you have nobody to talk to, but him. Yeah. You know that a lot of people are afraid to be alone. They have so much going on, colleagues, uh, work, uh, uh, their family and stuff like that. They never have a moment to think and to be just to Bloody be. What makes you tick? Yeah. What, 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 what's your thought? People are getting afraid of that. I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lone wolf. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Einzelganger, as they, as they call it. Uh, <laughs> and I was always be like that, but I got more power now for myself to know and to dig deeper in myself. And that was a, it wasn't a, a journey like, oh, I went to the hospital, I got a surgery. He met God and stuff like that, and now he's all one. Oh no, man! It's a daily struggle, man. Let, let me tell you this: it's a daily struggle, and and it's a daily um, lesson that you learn. That there are always people that you meet or situations that you get into where you have to learn something or that you can teach something to other people, and, and that's really. I told you before, Raúl. When when. I had this, did this, uh, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Great message. Yeah. Einstein <laughs> When, uh, when, when you, uh, realize that there's more going on than the stuff that you're doing, like if it's going to be partying or doing your work and stuff like that. And you got this moment, uh, I call it a moment that God is trying to talk to you in a, in a certain way. You, uh, you're going to be connected with nature. And I look at nature right now like I look at a girl where I'm in love with. Every wow. day when I wake up, if it's raining right now, I love it. I mean, if you come to the summer here in the Netherlands, everybody's complaining, oh, it's such a warm weather. And a few minutes later, a few minutes later, oh, it's raining cats and dogs. Shut the up, you know. <laughs> I mean, first of all, embrace it. Embrace it because there's something that needs the sun and something that needs the rain to grow. There's always a meaning behind things. And uh, yeah, nature, man. I, I mean, it's it's the four seasons. If you look at the four seasons alone, we all are these four seasons. And to dig a little bit deeper into uh, the God thing, for, for me, when you asked me a, a year ago about the Bible, I was telling you it's a, it's a bloody fairy tale. And uh, it's okay, uh, with all the respect that you dig into that shit and, and stuff like that, really. But now, something popped up in my head, and I said, whoa, wait a minute. God is that what created everything. Mm -hmm. and Jesus is the one 
that is a uh, copy paste of you. You are you. You can. Wow, I love that. that. Yeah, yeah, but I love that. I never I heard that. Goosebumps. <laughs> He's the copy paste of you. Wow. Yeah, man. Like yeah. he copy pasted himself and put himself down here with us. It's the image of God that 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 telling yes. about also in the Bible, and and I think when you dig into that, and probably you need a situation to to have this time to dig into yourself in the in your sister. What makes me tick? Who the hell am I? You know, what do I want? What am I really? You know, what's your name? Well, my well, they call me Rob. Now, who <laughs> are you? Now, I don't know. I probably I'm I'm a human, but but. I am not Rob Nolkin. That's a name given to me. But but me, I'm. I think I'm. 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 I'm a. Uh, I'm a shell with 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 a soul, and try to live my life as as uh, as good as I as I want to. And even in the times when I was studying, uh, start partying and and screw myself up and being really self destruct. Um, that there's always one thing no matter what you do that you can come back home and loves you and i think the prodigal that's son that's where the story of the prodigal son you know and I, I don't know if you're familiar with that story but if not go look it up and go read that story in the bible and and even when you talk about mother nature and how important it is and i know i know alex can attest to this living in canada and he's an outdoorsman himself and he can speak upon that because i know he likes to take his long motorcycle rides through you know, through, yeah. And, uh, but look at, look at Jesus, look what Jesus had to do to prepare himself to get ready for the duty that he had to fulfill on the cross. Right. He spent 40 days in the desert. Like dude, the hard, most hardcore people on earth can't survive 40 days in the desert. And you think about like how strong and powerful Jesus had to be like to do that 40 days in the desert with no, like fasting in the desert. Okay. Like he must have been in phenomenal shape, but you think about God, right? He was of impurity there. He, he, like his blood was untainted. He wasn't, he didn't have GMOs and vaccines and, and all this, you know, all the stuff that we're stick with these days that are, that our world is made a stick with. This is the living God in the flesh, but he himself puts himself out in mother nature for 40 days fasting to build up what he needed to build up to fulfill his duty on the cross, man. Mm. I mean, that's powerful stuff. But think about like, Jesus wasn't this like frail little image that they paint. Like, I think if when we see the real Jesus, we're going to be blown away by how magnificently powerful he actually is. Like the dude was, he was a mega badass, bro. Oh, he's yeah. a badass of all badasses, dude. Let's be honest. I, I, was yeah, gonna, I think everybody, I was going to say, yeah. so go ahead, Alex. Um, shout out to motorcycling because just like Rob said, nothing can make you, make you go inside more than putting a helmet on and just being on this, on this machine in there, in yeah. there, you're in, you're in the movie. As soon as I put that helmet on, I realize all the things that are bothering me that day that I didn't, that I distracted myself. Well, you, you, you distract yourself with your phone. You distract yourself with your TV, your family. But once you put that helmet on, it's just like meditating, right? You sit down and you're all alone with, and you have to deal with it. You have to work through, through those things. So when Rob was talking about that, man, that really resonated with me that, uh, 
it's amazing how many people are afraid to be alone with their thoughts because they don't want to deal with the crap that they don't want to deal with. And you're forced to. And it's mm. so good for you because there's actually nothing worse than in your subconscious. Your subconscious, you know, your, your shit is poisoning you. Oh, yeah. And your subconscious, just like Rob's story, his shit was poisoning him. And that's what literally, literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's all the full circle, right, guys? Full circle. It all comes around and eventually you got to deal with it. And you're lucky to still be here. You know, I think that's the amazing part of God is that we're still, we have that redemption time. Some people don't get that. So I'm really grateful every day to have that redemption time in order to, um, you know, to meet people like you and then get inspired again. Like, oh yeah, I gotta, I do have to set more time for myself. Like go climb a mountain. And I, now I got to convince Rob and Raul both to come to Canada. We'll go climb a mountain. We'll just sit there and <laughs> we'll get as close as we can to God, like physically. And there's no, I mean, we can, we can cut, go to Switzerland too and, and do it there, but mm. e either way it's, uh, and Raul is pretty high up too. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's something else to climb a mountain and, and physically get close to God and, and just sit there and, and download. So. Yeah. No, I saw in New Mexico is nearly 15,000 feet. I think it's 14,700 feet. So we got some wow. decent miles over here. You got to think this is the Southern part of the, the uh, Rocky mountains. Yeah, that run all the way out to Canada where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Ro I think Same Rob's below range. sea level. Rob, you're below that's sea level, right? And I, I'm on a country that's called the flatlands, you know, the lowlands. I yeah. think Amsterdam is, is beneath water level. Yeah. We got dikes that prevents us from the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, not where I live. I, I, I think I'm quite safe, <laughs> I think. But, but uh, two great books came popping in my head over having this conversation uh one for raul probably you know it uh paolo quilio i think it's called the alchemist because no. uh, god is telling you always uh, in signs or whatever if, if you recognize them then you see what he's trying to tell you and uh for for alex uh zen and the art of motorcycling Oh, guys, are really there. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ali, Alex is a book junkie, dude. Got it right here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's holding yeah. up the book for Momentalist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and Rob is correct. Raul, I've been telling you for a while to read The Alchemist. Like, that is that is okay, my wife. Now it's that's my wife's second Bible. Like, she loves it because every time you read a different page, it's a different, you get a different golden gem from it it's amazing that book okay i'm gonna order that i'll order it today yeah and rob i actually sent i sent you a book while you were talking the power of myth this is gonna i don't know if you've read it but this is gonna change your life when you read the power of myth oh man you you'll you'll be thanking me okay well that that's basically uh if i dig a little bit more into my story after my burnout and stuff and i had to change my life i have this quote now that's called change life before it changes you yeah and i started to uh to dig more into uh self-development who i am what what what's what's the thing that really makes me happy to do every every single day and i started to do uh, uh meditating stuff like that that i never thought knew i was doing but uh, i started to do that was a journey basically that that call, call it god gave me the time and the thing, the time to develop myself. And I was um, 
talking to a lot of people, and they were, uh, it, you, you, you know, sometimes when you walk into someone that you don't know, that they're telling complete life stories to you, and you don't know mm -hmm. why, and they don't know why either. <laughs> Just like this, uh, you know, I don't know why you're talking to you like this because I never told that. Well, that's something that probably uh, it's an energy that I'm I'm collecting, and and probably I give something to you to to teach or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it, but then I start to do to to think about what makes me what makes me tick and how how can I change my lifestyle that eventually almost took a toll on me. So I started to read and I started to write down some things, and I made something for myself. I called it the get shit done method and, uh, <laughs> yeah it's a good one uh, there's a free pdf available on my website on both websites so work in progress dot site or disorganizedproductions.com uh, there's a free ebook in three languages uh, available in German in English and in Dutch and it's basically the, the, the layout of my uh, get shit done method uh, because I had to get shit done, you know, and I had to write some things down for myself so I could gain more quality out of my life and stop wasting around. And I'm not a sinner. Well, I am a sinner, but um, <laughs> I, I'm not a doctor. I, I, I'm not a saint, not not at all. And uh, sometimes I like to uh, to do the things that uh, that I did in the past. But so completely different. If you talk to guys to me about three, well, before 2018, I was drinking, sniffing, swallowing everything that comes in my mind or whatever was on the table. And now I drink my beers and sometimes I drink four or five, but that's, that's exclusively. When I drink now with my buddies, I drink maybe one or two, and then I drink a tea and they, you know, there's also really crazy about us people. When you go and yeah. hang around with friends and they ask you, hey, what do you want to drink? We want to drink a beer? No, no, uh, uh, give me a cola, please. Why? You have to drive? No. Oh, grab a beer, man. Why the f <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, but when you say, no, 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 I'm, uh, I'm having uh, um, this disease. I can't drink alcohol. Oh, no problem. Next time when you go into the bar and somebody said, hey, Rob, you want a beer? They say, no, 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 no. Don't do it. He has something going on in his body that that's not good. Give him a gola. What the? <laughs> you know, I got. I do got to say one thing though. When I see my brother, when me and my brother Alex hook up, man, we are gonna have one one bender where we let loose one night. But you're right, man. That's the that's the thing that we learn when we get older is is moderation. I didn't know how to moderate anything when I was young. Especially in my 30s, my 40s, I, I've still struggled with it. You know what I mean? It's very easy to let four turn into eight. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. eight turn into 12. You know, I mean, yeah. it's very easy, you know? And I think we have the way to, uh, as human beings, we have the way to justify things. It's like, oh, I worked all week long and I worked so hard. Like, I deserve this 12 pack right now. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and no, but you're right, dude. I think it's just, we look. If you learn, I have buddies that haven't learned this yet, and they're still learning a hard lesson right now. And like, God rest my brother, Daryl, who died, you know, alcohol took him out. You know what I mean? He actually, uh, 
committed suicide, but alcohol was the catalyst to, to his bad health and, and, and the rut that he got in. So I blame alcohol for his demise. You know what I mean? But he was suffering too. And, and, you know, I'm not, I'm also one of these people that, that believe all sin is covered by the blood of the lamb, not some sin or some sins are exempt. Like my, my brother loved Jesus. So I know he's at home and he's not suffering anymore, you know, and he was just his own worst enemy. And we got to learn to not be our own worst enemies. We got to learn to be, to be self-lovers. You know, yeah, embrace yourself. Think, yeah, yeah. Just like who love yourself, man. How many? If you ask someone randomly, tell me three or, 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 or tell me three people <laughs> that you love. Oh, I love my children. I love my husband. Yeah, where's your position? Where is your position about loving someone? You should be number one. You have to. You have to live life with you. That mm. other people are, are 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 involved in it and and um, have a positive vibe and stuff like that. That's really cool. But if you're sitting in the dark, all alone, and you don't love yourself, you're going to hang yourself. One, you're going to be depression. And if you see what you can go to a grocery store, you can buy a beer, you can grab a pack of cigarettes. You can uh, get some tea and some coffee. What are these? Drugs. Stimulants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or depressants. But, Stimulants but depressants. if you're smoking pot, you're going to jail, man, because you just uh, you you just digged into the universe and, and, and you're feeling uh, all with love with one and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So I drink myself to death and smoke myself to death. So that's will be okay. Well, probably that's the plan, you know. I think yeah, I have to always... I was going to say, I think a, a huge wake-up call for people, and I just, I recognize this too in myself. Uh, a few weeks ago, somebody was asking me about my wife, and I got all excited, and they could tell that I was very excited about the things that she's doing, and the, th the person that she is, and I get excited about my kids, and even my dog, Raul knows, like I brag about my dog all the time. But then when it comes to telling people about myself, all of a sudden, I'm not as excited as I am about those other people in my life and um it came it came my my wife is a very smart lady and she's like you know she's like you're not as excited about yourself as you should be you're excited about all these other people and she's like why is that and i'm like oh wow i said i don't i don't even know i think it's actually something subconscious that i need to go onto the motorcycle and and sit with and figure out why am i not as excited as i should be I mean, when we talk about firmamental, we're very excited. And, but then there's the other parts. It's like, ah, all, all these other things, these nine to five jobs that we do. And like I said, I could like leave all that and just do firmamental and be pumped and meet amazing people. But we, we have to bridge that gap, but we still have to find the excitement in who we are now and bring, and bring that out for everybody. Right. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, we need to, med like, I need to meditate a lot and come, you know, we're always doing work on ourselves. We have to. Yeah. I think if, if you, if you embrace the journey and if you, uh, no matter what path that you walk, it's going to be to something. And if you're on a highway, it's okay. But if you sometimes skip the highway, you go to the left or to the right. It's bringing you to something differently. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think that path isn't there for no reason. 
you know, and, and maybe it's a dark one and maybe it's a very enlightened one, but, but nobody's, well, uh, everybody has his own path. And if you start to dig, um, into some things that interested you and that, um, uh, basically connects you to other people that have the same story or maybe a story you can relate with or that you'll find interesting, then you you develop more about maybe who you are and what you are and, and what you can do. I think one of the things that I'm really 100% sure of is that uh, when I was in the hospital, even in, in, in the times between I was laughing my ass off about uh, uh, videos on, on YouTube like um, contagious laughter and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the shit is coming to get down, you know. I mean, somebody's going to grab my Grim Reapers on knocking on my door, but I won't open yet. So <laughs> I was just like, okay, man, humor. And mm -hmm. I, I told my, my girlfriend at that time a few times, just like, don't push the envelope too hard because I think something's going to burst inside of me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got crazy of this, crazy of these stories, man. I'm, I'm talking about motorcycles. Um, I was riding a, uh, uh, some kind of like a shopper. Uh, I had long hair. Uh, I'm quite a big dude. Uh, didn't have that much tattoos on that time, but now I, I do have, and I still want some more, but. Eventually, I was asked because I was doing some uh, some theater if I was uh, uh, digging into a role, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, sure. What kind of role do you have for me, right?" And she said, um, "Well, this is something about uh, a play that's been uh, written down in fourteen seventy something like that, and it's called in in English everyone in Dutch Elkelijk." And I said, so what kind of role do you have in mind? And she said, the voice of God. And I said, oh, okay. Um, so I said, yeah, cool, why not? And it was a church near um, a prison facility for, for, for women. There's a uh, women, women prison right here a few miles away. And there's a church, and uh, we were presenting the play a few, few times there. And um, it was something that connected with me, because it was a play about everyone. And he um, basically got a call from up, from God, and, he's, and God said, okay, you've been doing all things in life. I want you to present me accountability. What have you done with your life? And he is called everyone said, oh, but I got some possessions. And God said, I don't care. Yeah, I got some family as for friends. I don't care. Eventually play is going about there's nothing that you have except yourself. And you have to be accountable when he, the great Lord, is calling you. That's that's really yeah, that that's really cool, man. And yeah. I, I, I sent you yesterday the message, uh, Raul. Uh, 
I digged into my documents from a long, long, long time ago, and uh, I translated it to English. Well, the play that I was doing, well, that the thing. So, if, if you guys, oh yes, yes, yes. If you guys would like, I would, I, w- I would tell the little story that God is looking to everyone, and basically see mankind and his reaction to that yeah yeah read that what you sent me if you have it pulled up yeah share that i even i think i mentioned man that'd be tremendous for you to read okay i will do my best (laughs) sitting atop on my throne i see a humanity that wants to know nothing of religious reference They are blinded today and no longer recognize me. Earthly possessions are now their master. Money has taken place and people forget how I suffered on the cross for their gain. Envy, greed, pride, and even your seven deadly sins. What a hold you've taken on life. For all the evil being wrought, tears flow down my face, and even the heavenly host weep. The seven virtues, once mighty, have disappeared and been banished by the innocent, bitterly lamented. Everyone lives without care, And no one thinks of tomorrow. If I were to spare them my wrath, I would worsen with the years. It would spread like a weed. Therefore, as it should be, I present the bill to everyone. For I let the world continue if I allowed them to indulge my passions. They would become worse than animals. They would devour each other. Pure faith is forgotten. The truth that I had given them. Everything cools and loses the life for which I endured the cross voluntarily and without guilt, hoping that my suffering would free them from their ancestral debt for which I had chosen them. All of that, I see, is being lost. Out of love, I gave them many earthly possessions, but often in vain. They became immersed in earthly treasures, completely blinded until righteousness finds them. Everyone should reform, or else. Where are you, death, who spares no one? Come here, I have something to declare. Then, go from here to everyone, and let him know on my behalf that he must embark on a pilgrimage, which no one, even if he wishes to avoid it, can escape. That I demand an account from him, 
and please do not delay. It is my command. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Wow, dude. I, I closed my eyes for that one, man. I felt like a like a spiritual hand on the back of my head. So I know the Holy Spirit was moving right there, bro. That was a beautiful reading. Your narration was was spot on, brother. And I had to let that resonate for a moment afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, man. That was beautiful, dude. Like, I'm so glad you shared that with the firmamentalist, man. And uh, yeah, dude, I just love her. I know we got a few minutes, man. Uh, dude, you have a guitar behind you. I wonder what, how that would sound if you if you plucked a few strings for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was, you feel comfortable? You want to try some? Uh, comfortable. Or always in my disorganized mind. <laughs> no that was so good man we can let that sit in no we have a few minutes to kill here and uh, that was like that that's a cherry on the top right there brother but any final thoughts that you wanted to share or alex man uh before before we uh head on out i was gonna say that's worth a second listen to all the fermentalists out there because i'm really glad that we got that on recording because uh thanks for sharing that rob that that was really amazing and i i think Everybody needs to hear that. Everybody needs that reminder. It's a great play. I think there was a film in 1973 that was based on this play. And uh, it's, it's, you know, like I said, a few mo months or few years ago, I wouldn't even think about this stuff, you know, that I did in the past. But sometimes when you sitting by yourself, you're writing stuff down or when you have a dialogue with someone, Things popping up in your head, just like, oh, I've got some crazy stories to tell you here. And some of them are uh, just like Paul Coolio, Paolo Coolio uh, yeah. is telling him in The Alchemist. There are always, there's a creator who is trying to connect to you in, in several ways. And well, I, I think I'm very grateful to be uh, on this podcast and feeling very bl uh, blessed and, and honored. And for all my uh, firmamental uh, brothers and sisters, um, I think we're on a spiritual path. And there are four things that we have to know. We have our body, you know, your physics, your mental, your emotional, and the spiritual. And uh, if you see someone going to the gym, he's, do he's doing the physical stuff. And um, if you see somebody reading down some books, he's doing it probably the mental stuff. And if you some, see someone in a relationship, he's doing the uh, emotional stuff, and that could be bad or wrong, and everything could be bad or wrong or light and black. But um, we're all spiritual beings. We're all vibrations, and, and even if, if Raul and Alex is, is thousands of miles away from me, we, we, we are connecting right now. Now, yes. one of the messages that I want to uh, give to the people out there, to the audience, is connect with each other, man. I mean, it's it's so good to hear some stories about people, to connect with them and what makes them tick. Who are they? And it's really fascinating. You know, the beggar down the street, what is his story? You know? And that's really fascinating me. Not, not always. I, I'm like I said, I'm a lone wolf. I, 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 I can walk my walk, you know? But 
if I want to share something and I want to have knowledge and a wisdom from others or maybe teach them something, I have to connect. And dig into nature, man. Just walk outside and take a deep, deep breath and be realizing you're taking a deep breath. That it feels really strange in your lungs, you know, that you take a really deep breath and look up, look up. Look at that. I, I'm, I'm living here in, in a very light-poisoned part of the country, a part of the world. But uh, everybody can dig into nature. If you, if you, in a few months, the first, uh, when the spring is coming up, you see nature is, is, you know, when you walk outside in the free, uh, in a few months, it's, it's all dead and there's nothing like white and, and cold and stuff. But nature is embarrassing, uh, embracing itself and preparing itself to, to get, to get flowered in, in, in the spring. And if you have a really bad time, like I did. It, it's the winter. It's one of them seasons that you have to go through if you're in life. Yeah. You have to embrace it when you feel the first sun rays on you, that you're going to be pumped up about, oh, wow, now I want to get outside. No, man. Go outside in every season and look around you, how everything has been built up, that the tree that fall down is going to have some mushrooms. So death creates life and life creates death it's 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 all this you know i could talk for hours about this shit man i love this <laughs> I, and just like i said if you look to everything in life that, that that's not man-made and you look with it like wow i'm in love with that the bird the little the little branches on the trees that start to get green in, in the spring uh that, you know, walk down on the grocery store and, and just laugh at people. Look what happened. <laughs> look what happens, man. People with completely depressions look up and, and maybe they, they, they think it's crazy, but they start to laugh. They start to laugh, 100%. If you're not laughing at me, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... but <laughs> But but be aware how fascinating it is in in that play that we're in. Yeah. And connect. Yeah, dude. I'm just uh, I'm so grateful for connecting with you, Rob. And dude, I just think the the firmamentalists are the best out there. Like the people that we've been meeting through the show. I'm like building lifelong friendships that that you know I might not physically be close to most of these people, but I've really found like a group of people that I can go to with very serious questions or, or just to have fun and talk crap with, you know what I mean? And, and, and I have like a whole new community of friends that we're all on this mission together and it's very special. So, you know, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Alex's final thoughts. Yeah. I was going to say, Rob, now that you know us, you don't have to be an Einzelganger anymore. And anytime <laughs> you want to come to Canada, you got a place to stay. So. Wow, man. Now, now I'm a doppelganger and a third ganger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Keep up the good work, guys. I, I think we, we, especially you, are, are connecting a lot of guys and girls and brothers and sisters, as I like to call them now, uh, because we're all brothers and sisters for one father. Mm -hmm. I think that is. 
Yeah, I think we got our first female guest coming on the show here soon too. So that's going to be fun. And uh, oh, we already had Hillary. Yeah, don't forget Hillary. Oh yeah, no Hillary. Yeah, oh, Hillary, of course. Yeah, crazy but, uh, story. We have, uh, yeah, we're getting some more firmamental sisters on here. So uh, yeah, how could I forget Hillary, man? Hillary's episode is epic, man. What a beautiful story of uh, tragedy turned into triumph. Um, hey, uh, go ahead, Rob, and, and and tell them one more time where they can find you, where they can connect with you. We could add your email in the show. You don't got to say it now, but we'll put it in the links, whatever email you want to use, and just uh, let them know about your podcast. Okay, so uh, if you like to dig into my uh, the, the stuff I make, that that that's uh, uh, entertainment is called disorganizedproductions.com. You can reach me there, uh, especially if you want to do a podcast or you got questions or want to connect with me with disorganizedproductions at gmail.com. And uh, if you like to dig more deeper into yourself or business-wise, you can find me at workinprogress.site. And that's the coaching business I'm building up right now with uh, the knowledge I gained throughout my life and that I want to... uh, uh, yeah, connect with people and uh, share the things that I've been through so they can uh, eventually uh, get inspired and motivated to do, uh, to get their shit done, as Howard would say. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, it's been a great time having you, my brother. And let me just uh, give you a word of encouragement, man. You're doing awesome things. And, uh, dude, you got that Bible now. Pick it up, read it, go reread the story of the prodigal son. Uh, it'll hit your heart. I don't know. God just wanted to lay it on me to tell you that he wants you to read that story again. And uh, looks like that's it, folks. What a great episode. So remember, guys, protect your dome and we'll see you next time. Peace. How do we find ourselves here within these walls and chains as a teardrop to blame